Thank you for tuning into my podcast, Country Chat with Dom. Now, before we actually start this interview with Laura Beckwith, I just need to pre-warn you that the first 10 minutes has a bit of static within, and you can hear me apologise profusely. And, yeah, it's I've got some new equipment, and it seems to... It seems to be working a bit differently, so I apologise for the first 10 minutes to this podcast, but I hope you enjoy it nevertheless. I'll also be speaking with Laura Beckwith on Wednesday on an Instagram Live, so be sure to tune into that as well. But first, enjoy the show. You're listening to the Country Chat Podcast with your host, Dom. Subscribe, give a five-star rating and follow us on Twitter at country underscore chat and stay up to date. Hi there, you listen to the Country Chat Podcast with me, Dom. Today I'm coming back to the UK and I'm speaking to a new artist. She's from the south of England. Her name's Laura Beckworth. Hi, Laura. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Now... For everybody out there, what I tend to do is I tend to start the video and then kind of have a conversation just beforehand, just to say the do's and don'ts of a podcast. And in my ears, I can hear a bit of a bit of static. So I've just spent the past past what seven minutes trying to work out exactly where this noise is coming from, and I can't seem to figure it out. Um, so I do apologise in advance to everybody that can hear a bit of static. It's it's a one-off, I promise. But yeah, that, that's me being stressing out. So, stressing aside, how you do? How are you doing? Good, I think, yeah. Just getting back to normal, I think. What have you been up to? Um, just, I don't know, just finding a new routine. Just, just yeah, just finding a new routine, I think. It's a one for me, yeah. Now, for a routine for you, before lockdown, what would it be? Um... So for me, it's probably like I, I try to create a list a day and work out what things I need to check off. Normally, it's like do a workout, just get my body moving, dog walk, um, and then it'll be something to do with singing. Whether that's like learning to play some more piano chords, I don't know, something to do with music for the rest of the day. That's normally <laughs> as good as it gets. And you know where the question, my next question is going to end up being is, what do you do now then? You know, so when you wake up in the morning, what is like your What's your day-to-day routine? Day-to-day routine? Uh, it's it's going to be like, I've got a 10-month-old puppy at the moment, and he is just like consuming every task because he's just such a handful. So at the moment, it's just taking him for a walk and constantly playing. So that's just, yeah, that's my day. That's <laughs> so, that sounds so so adorable. What what breed is your dog? and he's just like never ending of energy it's, just, it's amazing but it's also annoying <laughs> a varmaram well, yeah it's like a, it's a German dog grey dog yeah it'd be one of those breeds that I've I've seen before but I've just never known the name I've never heard of no you, you see it and you go oh I know what you mean kind of thing I'll have a look later you've got some music out already you've got neon lights and you've got we're not in love now te- we'll talk about that first. We'll talk about these. So we're not in love. Was your debut single? Yeah. Are you okay? Me, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you listen to "Not in Love," you can hear so much pain. You can hear a lot of. <laughs> um, I guess yeah. It's quite a. You, everyone has those bad relationships. I'm not even gonna say that I'm the only one. Like everyone has relationships and. Yeah, it's just one of those songs that go quite deep on. Yeah. Now, Neon Light. It's like almost the, not a complete opposite, but it's just, it's it's basically about your love for like New York City and being in the Neon Light. Yeah, exactly. It's about your love for New York City and just em- embracing that. Now, have you been to, you've been to New York, I presume? I don't know what. I can't pinpoint exactly why, but New York has just been, always been the ultimate place that I just like, the go-to place that if I could pick somewhere to live, it'd be in New York. I don't know why. It's yeah. Like like London as well, it's just so busy and it's so amazing. And you get kind of lost in it, which is kind of good, I think. See, one of the things I love about, about your Facebook is your cover picture. You've got a nice picture of the Music Row in Tennessee. 
<laughs> you see, I um, what I try to do, um, especially before these shows, is to do a bit of research and a bit of digging, and that's the first thing I saw. Now, I can see, like, band equipment next to, like, a bin or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me trying to be arty with just my iPhone, so... <laughs> <laughs> so when did you go to Nashville? Uh, it's this time, like maybe a few days before or after this time last year. Really? Um. <laughs> Super depressing because when I left Nashville last year, I was like, right, I'm booking my tickets, I'm coming back, and it's just unfortunately hasn't happened. So, but it will. I'll go back soon. Yeah. Now, I mean, you can see you can see the like arty element too to the image. Yeah, the first the first thing that like catches your eye is obviously the neon lights. You know, yeah. a bit of a, a bit of a plug for that song. <laughs> and then you see the bin, and then you see the band equipment, and you think, "Oh wow, okay, uh, all right." It's, it's so like natural, I think. <laughs> exactly, it's proper. It's proper down to earth. Yeah, everything, even like restaurants, everything's in it. Yeah. So not in love. I've asked if you're okay. Obviously you are. I mean, I've, I've listened to that on cycle now for the past past three weeks, two weeks. And it is, yeah, it it, it gets me up and down in emotions. You know, you, cause you, you can put yourself there. One minute it's like the chorus is quite, yeah, like quite happy, not happy, but positive. And then it just like drops at the end. Of, yeah, it's a mix. When you're writing songs like that, and when you actually uh, go into like the studio to lay down the vocals for stuff like that, do you like take yourself into past relationships and then kind of put yourself into like not a depressive mood, but into a time where you're quite sad? Just like trying to relate to it as much as possible. I think you you can't help but do it when you're singing it. It's just you're thinking about it, which is good because it brings out more emotion when you're doing the vocals. Um, so yeah, you're thinking about it. And it's not depressing as such because when you listen to it back, you're like, "Yeah, I got something out of it." Yeah. <laughs> well, when I say depressing, uh, when I say depressing, I mean get yourself into that sad mode. You know, not obviously dep- uh, depressing and depression is one thing. You know, it's like an extreme end of the spectrum compared to you know putting yourself into that. it's like an actor making himself cry. Yeah, got you. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm just thinking about where it came from, the, the emotions I was feeling when I originally wrote it. So. Yeah. What do you see in your eyes when you close your eyes and you, you're in front of that microphone and you're singing your heart out? Um, that's, a, that's a good question. Um, I think it's just, annoyingly, I wish I was thinking about something better, but it'd just be the, the situations that I was in when I was in that rubbish relationship um when you're recording it you're thinking about it literally i am just thinking about it and you yeah you think about all this the awful times and this rubbish times and you could be thinking about something so much better but you don't so yeah that's what i'm thinking about <laughs> when did you actually write uh, not in love um i wrote it like a few years ago i think and then i kind of finished it like last year um a bit before last year and it was a really like super slow piano ballad and then I started working with this company um, and I brought that song into them and they were like, yeah, let's work on this song. And it was just like a completely different feel when the producer just messed around with it. Yeah. And then if you hear the like original acoustic version, that is a sad song. <laughs> and then the produced version is a bit more positive, a bit more less depressing. Now, what about Neon Lights? Now, Neon Lights, do you want to tell us a bit more in depth as to you know why you wanted to express you know your love to like you know that's your city to go to you know that's your dream city to live in what was it that like inspired you to say okay then i'm actually going to get this down on pen and paper well, um so neon lights was actually like i as many musicians will say they've written songs throughout their whole life and it was like the first kind of song where i, I listened to it back going okay this has some decency to it um (laughs) i wrote the song and the song's more coming from a point of um trying to find a place where you just kind of fit in um we because new york is so big you just you don't have to worry about fitting in as such you just you just do 
Um, so yeah, that's kind of what the song came from, just going to New York City and getting away from the mundane lifestyle being in like little Essex, <laughs> where you have, I think in Essex, um, or most, I'm in Colchester, so um, everyone knows everyone. And uh, the song came from a point of just wanting to escape and getting into a big city where you don't know anyone. So yeah, that's where it came from. So you're from the south of England? Yes. Then, yes. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm in York at the moment, so I'm definitely more north than you. You could ask anyone, and I'm literally the worst person with, when it comes to geography, so. <laughs> now, you're from Essex, is it? Mm-hmm. Yep, Essex. Not a very good name for it, I think. We're Towie. I mean, well, that, that's what I wanted to ask is do a lot of people, like, kind of tie you in with that kind of. Oh, stereotype they're not like like the mass majority is not like that i think i watched like two seasons maybe max and i was just like this isn't like us it makes us brings us down really low um but you know we're, we're different to that i think i hope <laughs> <laughs> well you seem a lot you don't seem to be that stereotype you know that kind of ditzy yeah. kind of character that they portray yeah i hope not <laughs> What what's there to what's there to do around where you live then? Um, well we quite we are quite close to London, like just on the edge of Essex. I think it's like thirty minutes, forty minutes to London. So, um, but in Essex, I don't know. There's 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 nothing much. Maybe a few good shopping malls, and good restaurants, but uh, apart from that, nothing amazing. Really? Oh, there's no like country walks or. I mean, I think like when you live somewhere, you lose the beauty of it because you're just so used to it. So there are probably some like the beaches here are really nice. Um, yeah, I guess because you live in it, you don't see that how pretty it is. Like I live opposite like masses of fields, um, but it's bad because I get really bad hay fever. <laughs> oh my, yes, I do as well. I mean, I live in the countryside and <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah, the desert this this year. Um, being like right in mid- the middle of the countryside, it's just been awful hay fever. What's it been like for the past few weeks where it's been really, really sunny then? It's it really like one week when it's sunny, it will be hardly any hay fever. And then the following week and it's sunny and I, I, like I've just like masses of hay fever. Like it just so varies. It's odd. Have you always suffered? Uh, not not as bad as this year. Not not as bad as just it. normally I don't really like it's minor and then this year was like runny nose and just like just a mess. <laughs> now I think I've I think I've stalled the questions that I wanted to ask long enough now. Now I got a email from Rachel Selick basically saying that she's going to be doing some PR work for you. So you're releasing, well, for for everybody out there now, we're actually talking the day before release, uh, well, day before the announcement of, of, the release, yeah. of a new single. Yeah. So come on, halfway it's called. Ah, super excited. I can... It's a completely different feel in comparison to my last single. Um, but some, I think better. I hope better. Yeah. Now, writing halfway, because I've, I've, I asked Rachel, you know, does she have anything like pre-written, you know, about the single? Because basically, what we do as reviewers, because I also do reviews, is we ask for a press kit. So a press kit is basically a quick bio about the artist, about like a quote from the artist, you know, that kind of thing. And I've got a quote here. That is on your press kit. I remember it. <laughs> I, well, I'm, not, I'm not actually going to say the quote. I want you to explain the quote first, and then I'll say it so people can marry it up. I can't remember what I said the quote was. Now that's really bad. <laughs> you, said you, you just said you remembered it. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't tell me what the quote was. Do you want me to, give, uh, you want me to read it? Yeah, you're going to have to, otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> Halfway came after an extremely heated argument that went on for hours. All I wanted was for it to be resolved and somehow forget that it ever happened. Sometimes compromises have to be made. 
in order for you to move on. Yeah, that's the that's the song of the song. Basically, it just came after extremely heated argument, um, as I'm sure families can agree. Me and my dad and my mom all clash, especially right now in lockdown. <laughs> we all clash, and we had this huge argument about something so petty, and um, it was it was like a huge argument, and it was just like going on for hours. And yeah, sometimes you just want to meet halfway and just go like, let's just stop this. This is pathetic kind of thing. So yeah, that's where it came from. I mean, because I've been listening to your music all day and all week, what I've kind of done in my own head is tied your first single and halfway together. You know, that kind of almost like a storyline where your first one, Not In Love, is where you... The way the way I visualized it and the way I paint pictures in my mind, it's a really, really obscure way. But I painted the picture of not in love being the actual fight, the fight, 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 fight. And you're at a point where you think that enough's enough. You know, the relationship's dead, it's dead in the water. But then when I listened to Halfway, it was almost like a follow on from that fight. And then you kind of like compromised from it. That's a good, good way of thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a clever way to think about it. It's a bit, it's a bit more positive halfway, I think. Yes. Um, so a bit more of a, yeah, more hopeful, I think, compared to Not In Love. Not In Love is a bit like, should we just give up? Whereas halfway is like, should we just beat halfway? Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's, that's, I think that's why I've kind of linked it with that, because it's not, it's not a sad, sad song, but it's not like, you know, it's not a happier song like Neon Lights. Yeah, exactly. It's in the middle. It's not happy, but it's not. You're not gonna sit there crying. So it's halfway. There. There we go. I love it. It's such a great. It's a great title. It's a great track as well. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's very very country. I think. Yes, it's. I mean, the first track, "Not in Love," has got elements to country, but it's kind of got that faster pop vibe to it. Yeah, it sounds the production is very much more pop, um, but I think Neon Lights has got more country. Um, yeah, I think Neon Lights has a bit more country in it. Yes, it definitely does. I mean, it's almost like you've done a transition from pop country to pop country country pop to now country <laughs> pop. Exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 great to see a a development. You know, to see. You're coming, coming out of your shell. I mean, you can tell you're a lot more confident with Halfway. You can tell that you're just embracing the microphone, and that's what it is for an artist. Well, definitely. With Neon Lights, it was extremely nerve-wracking because it was such a, like, if you listen to the lyrics of Neon Lights, it's so exact. Um, it's very honest. And, um, yeah, so when I released that, I was like, oh, God, what am I doing? Um, but over time, it's just got a bit more. Yeah, right, let's just do it. What's the worst that can happen kind of thing? <laughs> I, to- I totally know how you feel. I mean, from my perspective here, I sometimes do one-liners. And whenever I'm talking into the microphone, instead of talking normally, you kind of put on this DJ voice. <laughs> the presenter, yeah. <laughs> the presenter. And it's not, it's not good. And you kind of... I find it strange when you, you kind of go on like a tumbleweed and it kind of gets snowballs worse and worse and worse and you get into your own head, especially when you're trying to pay attention to what you're singing and especially when you're a bit nervous as well. Yeah, I agree, definitely. I'm the worst, I think I've got better now, but I'm the worst at stepping on stage and just playing and not talking to anyone. And I used to, that was like my nervous thing. I was like, just, I don't talk, I just play. Um, But over time I've got a bit more confident about saying hi and just... My name, <laughs> not just playing straight away. <laughs> you see, a great way to kind of like combat that is to to gently play, not full on play, but to gently play background, like a background music whilst you're talking to the audience. Yeah, that's I agree. A, that's always a great way to limber up it. almost. Yeah, I agree, definitely. Rather than just shouting your name. <laughs> Are you looking forward to performing halfway live? So much. I, that's that's the other the thought behind the the production of it because it's just hopefully going to sound amazing live. Oh, definitely. I can't wait. I can't wait. Please tell me. Please tell me. Please tell me. You've got some like dates 
prepped for the north. At least an idea. Not yet, but on, honestly, I'm, my hopes are just the the higher the better kind of thing. Go everywhere. <laughs> Basically, go everywhere, see everywhere, be everywhere. Exactly. That should be on a billboard. <laughs> that should be. I might pay. <laughs> so right in halfway, you're feeling a lot more confident. What's the most enjoyable thing about writing halfway and then going to going to the studio you know which 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 elements did you prefer and which ones did you take the most enjoyment from um so when i before bringing it into the studio i just had a i mean it was finished but it was rather skeleton it wasn't much there needed to be a bit more layering and um yeah so the producer i work with alex and um he managed to just bring a bit more emotion into it and uh, I think that was the best bit hearing someone else's opinion and going right this needs a bit more catchiness or maybe a bit more less wordy um so that was yeah that was the best bit bring it into someone else's someone else's opinion now when you've ri- when you've written a song or is it written or is it wrote a song I always get that mixed up good old grammar I don't want to say things sound dumb <laughs> <laughs> it's great because I've already said it there you go. <laughs> um, so when you've wrote a song, what is going through your mind when you then hand it to either the musicians, you know, the in-session musicians, or to your producer, or to anybody really, even to like Rachel, you know, when you first say, can you help me PR this song? I just hope it's like, when you write songs, you it's all pretty much emotion. So I'm hoping that it's, not just all emotion that there is some catchiness to it some structure to it and it's not just a mass of words <laughs> that's what i'm hoping at school then was you always great at english language english lit kind of thing or was you no like it's really i mean i lo- don't get me wrong i loved english literature and like i do love i'm a bit of a book nerd but um i never really was the a star student at it Never really was. I'm gonna go on from that book nerd. Go on, tell me some books. Oh God! See, I'm I'm not even ashamed of this. But uh, <laughs> if you ever seen the film Twilight, yes. There we go. Anyone ask me that my favorite book, I will confidently confidently say it's Twilight. And I'll confidently say the books are better than the films. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, when you watch the films again after like a few years later, you realize how bad they are. Yeah. I mean, at the, when the first when the films first came out, they were kind of they were kind of enjoyable. I mean, yeah. I have always respected Robert Pattinson. I mean, Kirsten Stewart. Kristen. Yeah, yeah. She's always. I've never. Yeah, I think Twilight was the first film that I actually saw her in, and yeah, I, I just amazing um, actors before that. I can't remember who it was, but she's been acting for years with incredible talented actors and i hadn't ever seen her yeah i mean it's there's something about there's something about the films that just makes me think this is half-assed i don't know how it got to where it was i honestly don't see my mum and i were such like nerds with twilight i mean this is years ago i can't remember when it got released but i was so young and we actually went to the premiere for Breaking Dawn, which is like the third book or fourth book, I think. Um, yeah, we went to the premiere and we met them. I mean, it was awesome. Like, I met the whole cast there, but that's how much nerds we were. The, where, where was the premiere? And yeah, it's uh, the third book. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, it was in Stratford, Westfields, like literally in the heart of Westfields. Ah, yes. The one that's opposite um, the Olympic Park. Exactly that. Awesome. That. that how how do you get tickets to stuff like that? We didn't, oh god, we queued for hours. We literally turned up at Stratford at like six in the morning, and there's like a mass of people, and you just queue up and you wait to go in and just hug the gates and wait for them for hours to walk past. I mean, it's really it's pathetic if you think about it. It's not. <laughs> you gotta do it once because I met. I think I met Little Mix that day because obviously other um, celebrities come to it. So yeah. I met weird celebrities uh yeah it was a good day but it was, it was a long day i can imagine i mean it just reminds me 
that kind of thing reminds me of when you go to a festival and you're kind of trying to hang, hang around like towards the back of the stage, you know, not in the mass of people, but you're trying to get a glimpse or you're trying to get into that kind of like pathway that someone's going to walk down and like pray to God that someone will bump into you. I mean, the likelihood of that happening is so slim, but you, you, have, you have high hopes. <laughs> you've, got to have, you've got to kind of hope for something. I mean, how awesome would it be if they do walk down there and you're the only one there? So exactly. I mean, that—that's. I suppose um, I was about to say, you know, that's why some people hide in toilets. But to be honest, they're just a bit <laughs> weird. I mean, I haven't gone that far. <laughs> if you could meet a celebrity, whether it's film, music, your favorite genre, book writer, author. question i don't know this but you know what i think like someone like jennifer lawrence because every time i see her in interviews she's just so comical and like so funny yeah i think um but there's so many like ricky gervais maybe um my family are a fan of like all his all his tv shows and he's just comedy yeah someone like that have you uh, when does afterlife come out again yeah season three two three two I think. Two, three? So, I don't know now. Next, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It is slightly depressing, but it's super clever. Oh, it's it's very depressing. I mean, yeah, it can, the first few episodes really got me down. They but were quite. they hook you. They yeah. definitely hook. The first season, I think me and my mum watched for the whole ep. We watched it in one night. Yeah, I think I think I did that, you know. Yeah, there wasn't that many episodes, to be fair. It, it, the whole premise to it is... I mean, I don't know... What is the kind of like time frame you can say before you start talking about what happens in episodes? Is there like a dedicated timeline? Like, can we now talk about everything that happens in Game of Thrones, for example? <laughs> I don't know. Make one up. Just go for it. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, I'll talk a bit about it then. So... Afterlife, it's basically about a guy whose wife has just passed on and she wants him to basically live his life. That's yeah. basically the premise of it. And he works at a newspaper. Yeah. yeah. Is it Was it just me or did it kind of like make you want to join like a small little newspaper and sit there writing a column? Definitely. Yeah, it, was, it looked quite a good job, actually. He never did any work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What kind of, like, jobs would you want to do in general? You know, what is, like, your dream job, other than performing and being just a solo performer, making millions? At the moment, I'm, um, I'm actually, I actually work as a, um, I work on websites, and I design websites, but I'm only just starting out. So um, I'd love to go into depth with that more and, like, learn more about marketing. I think marketing is really interesting. Um, something that would be, like, expert kind of marketing person. Yeah. <laughs> Something that, yeah, marketing interests me, I think. Do you advertise your services on Fiverr? No, see, that's the thing. I need to be a better marketer. As much as I'm interested in it, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can teach somebody how to sell themselves, but you can't sell yourself. Exactly <laughs> that, <laughs> no, I'm sure, I'm sure you can. I mean, you're coming across great. It's fantastic. I just, I think I'm lazy. That's my biggest thing. Is you know when people say you should post every day on your Instagram, I'm just like I'm super lazy. I need to be less um, more motivated. I think that's the right word. Yeah, I mean, we're all in the same boat. We all struggle. I mean, I think there's a couple of days where I've just I've not posted anything, but it's because I've been so caught up in work. Or, I mean, yeah. I've been I've been furloughed for ages, and then I lost my job, so I had to get a new job, and. As soon as I started my new job, it's just been constant, you know, it's from like 6am till half five when I get home and then getting home, it's doing other things that I'm going to be announcing very soon. Yeah. So, do you, what, how do you like schedule your day then? Do you have like a diary for what you're going to do tomorrow or? Yeah, that's the, that's the aim. I try to minimum post every other day, but then I do like a bonus, <laughs> a bonus post. Um, if I'm feeling it, kind of 
I always love that response. That's the aim. That's, that's the goal. Whether I'm going to achieve it or not, <laughs> depending on what I'm feeling that week. <laughs> so basically, it's what we want to do. We haven't quite got there yet, but yeah, I know I, know I need to be there. <laughs> exactly. So going on from that then, we've now discussed what you're doing as a job. Why do you see yourself in five years' time? I'm hoping that I'm, I'm performing more songs. And I don't know, in five years' time, let's, let's hope I've got an album. That's definitely something I'm, I'm hoping for. Have you got... And festivals will be back open soon. Have you got ideas for albums? Uh, there are certainly songs that are that I've got skeleton songs that I would love to put into an album, definitely. But um, I mean, right now I'm I'm doing like co-writes on the on Zoom and stuff, but it's just not the same as being in the room, and that's what I miss, like getting getting in the studio and going and co-write with someone. Yeah, what is the regulations now regarding like studios? I know I've seen some people like Puzzle Maker Studios where they've gone into where they've been allowed in. You know, have you had like the opportunity to wear a face mask and go into a studio yet? I think you can, but I haven't. I haven't done it yet personally. I think going into London, maybe I'm a bit of a wimp, but going into London right now is just such a hassle. I went in a, a week back, and it's just it's really odd being yeah. in London. Quiet, but at the same time, it's like kind of busy. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's crazy looking back. What? four months ago when lockdown really first started and it was the streets were bare and now it's like people are just slowly trickling in yeah it's like someone just turned on a tap and it's just a little bit and it's drip 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 (laughs) do you drive i do yes what do you drive it's it's me and my mum share a car it's so it's a mini there's nothing wrong with a mini yeah, but when people say that, like, ooh, you got a mini kind of thing. I, I passed my test in a mini. Did you? It's probably one of my favourite cars, to be honest. I like, love my car. It's so good. Yeah. What ki- uh, What type is it? Is it one of the newer models or is it an older? Uh, just um, just a mini. Just mini. I'm awful with cars. <laughs> I'm so bad with cars. I should know more. But, um, yeah, it's just a standard mini. Is it diesel or petrol? Uh, it's diesel. I do know that. <laughs> See, diesels are. Uh, what is going on? What is going on with like diesels and petrols? I mean, they're trying to say that diesels aren't as efficient or economical now. Yeah. Some. Oh, my, see, my my dad's looking at getting an electric car. He's going straight electric or hybrid. It's way across to to being a, get an electric car. Oh wow. So, the new. That's the new lifestyle. <laughs> You gonna is he gonna pull up one day in a Nissan Leaf and just <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It could happen. <laughs> Here you go, Laurie's your keys. We've got rid of the oh. mini. Oh. <laughs> before Before all this lockdown then, do you used to like take your friends out for drives or Yeah, definitely. Just get out and go to the beach and stuff like that. Where where's the nearest beach for you? Um, probably Mersey. I'm not sure if you know Mersey. No idea. No idea. It's, yeah, it's just it's quite it's fairly new to us, uh, fairly close to us. Um, yeah, we've been paddling, paddle boarding, um, there recently in lockdown. Really? Oh, I've always wanted to go paddle boarding. Like it's been the new, the new, uh, what's it? I don't know, the new fashion. Going paddle boarding and kayaking has been like everyone's been doing it. I think I think the main thing was because beaches and all public places are like kind of lo- locked down. You know, you're not allowed to go to them. And then as soon as they said, "Oh, you, you can go to the beach now," it's like, "Okay, then I'm now going to go in the sea." Yeah, everyone just like got the same idea and just went. Oh, but, but did uh, did you realize? Well, did you notice yourself how clean the sea and the sand looks now? I that was like I haven't. I don't think I've ever been swimming in this in the sea in Essex. And I went like full on swimming and paddleboarding, which is yeah. I I don't think I would have ever done that. I mean, apart, I because I, obviously I live in the north. I live in Yorkshire. My closest seaside resortish is like Bridlington and Scarborough and Whitby. Now Bridlington and Scarborough have their own beaches, but they're a bit yeah dirty. 
<laughs> not clear. Not not on a normal day. But recently, instead of looking brown, it's been looking blue. There we go. It's really nice to see. That's awesome. That's that's a good sign. It's healthy to see. <laughs> you see, this is what we like to talk about in a country music podcast: is how blue the sea is. Exactly that. Yes, it's important. <laughs> One thing that I usually ask towards the end of the podcast, and I'm going to ask it now, is it's a debatish question, and. I don't know if you've listened to the show before, so if you have, you will probably know what this is going to be. But if you haven't, it's two questions. The first one is, what is a Jaffa cake to you, a biscuit or a cake? That's a difficult question. I think I'd say biscuit. You have it, you eat it more as a biscuit, whereas cake is a bit more, you slice it. Yeah, I'd say biscuit. Have you not seen the big Jaffa cakes? The big ones? Yeah, but I, I've never had one of those. Never. I normally just buy the little thin pack. And you end up eating half the back. <laughs> the little thin pack is in the pack of three or the pack of six or the like. So like the long tube. The, like long orange cellophane type thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we're on the same page. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I could easily wolf a whole pack. It's so bad. Well, you got me started. I'll go and buy some. <laughs> thing is, though, like. Portion sizes for them, like three Jaffa cakes or two Jaffa cakes is the portion size. That's that is not in my books. <laughs> they come with 11 Jaffa cakes. I'll probably eat 24. <laughs> That's, that should be the portion size. <laughs> now, the second question is, would you have pineapple on pizza? Mm, I, see, I'm not a fan of pineapple, so I'd have to say no. It's not, no, it doesn't sit right. You're not a fan of pineapple? I mean, it's all right, but I think if you eat it like a fruit pot, then it fits in, but not on pizza. Okay, so that's that's a no then. That's really that's really upsetting. I can't believe oh. you just said that. You've just upset me. <laughs> what was that? Are you a pineapple fan? I am. I enjoy, I enjoy Hawaiian pizza, ham and pineapple. Pepperoni. <laughs> thing is though near where I work because I work in Leeds there's a Costco and I don't know if you've ever been to a Costco it's like a imagine a Walmart but in the UK and it's like oversized everything bulk buys here bulk buys there you can get anything you want well at Costco they do like a cafe kind of thing and they serve like hot dogs and pizza and all that kind of jazz. And my company today bought some pizzas. And the slices, I kid you not, I'm going to hold up my keyboard. No. Approximately that size. It's, it's, it's pretty much a whole pizza. <laughs> How many slices did you get? I, I can only manage one. I'm not surprised. That's, that's massive. I mean, not normally, I mean... I put a bit of weight on during this lockdown. I keep looking at myself in the camera. It's like, oh. And before before I like lost my weight, I used to be able to eat like a whole large pizza to myself and like a bag of crisps with it. And now it's like I get through half a pizza and I'm, I feel ill. Yeah, I think I, sh- I me, I don't know. Getting older, I feel like you don't eat as much. I yeah, don't know, maybe just me. <laughs> no, no, I totally agree. I mean, I don't. I know it's not healthy, and I know people are probably going to kick off at me for this, but I don't usually eat breakfast, and I don't usually eat lunch. I just eat a tea. No! See, that is bad. See, I'm, my mum's a personal trainer, so we, we get tailed off all the time. Yeah. Like, that's bad. You're dropping, I don't know what it is, drop some your glucose or something, I don't know. Man, <laughs> metabolic rate. Something about that, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, my issue is time. I just don't have time to go for a lunch or go for a proper something to eat. Yeah, you either have to cook it or you have to buy something. And normally, when you buy it, it's expensive and it doesn't really taste good. And it's full of crap, anyhow. That, yeah, normally it's something rubbish. What's like your go-to meal? What, as in, like at home or buying out? Everything. Or, um. See, I, I'm a big fish eater. I love a good like bit of salmon. So yeah, anything with salmon, I'm I'm there. Oh, salmon! 
what what what? How how's your favourite way to cook salmon? I'm gonna get into this now. Oh, oh, it's probably got to be like pan fried salmon. It's the worst, like the worst. <laughs> pan fried salmon is the best. You see, I like to keep it simple. I like to get like a, I like to get a foil, and I like to put like low, like a little lemon stand that Ooh. they can sit on, and then squeeze like lemons and limes into it. And then um, a bit of, it's a green herb, whatever you put on fish. Parsley, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then a little sprinkle of chilli. Put it in the oven okay. for, till it's cooked. Probably overcooked normally for me, but. Whenever it looks right. <laughs> if, it, if it looks like it's being cooked, it's like, yep, yeah, that'll do. Or if I'm, if I'm unsure, it's like, an extra half an hour would be fine. Double in, double time. <laughs> Who does the cooking at home then? Do you ever cook for your family? Oh, yeah, I'm I'm the cook of the house, really. Really? I'm, I'm, I don't know why, but I've just been naturally assigned the cook. I think my mum's a bit like, she's a bit slack as in she'll cook dinner, but it'll be like eight o'clock. So I'm a bit of a hungry person. So I go, I need dinner at six. So I end up doing all the cooking. Do you get hungry? Yeah, definitely. That's me. You see, that's great for when it comes to writing songs. You get this frustration and... Just get angry. <laughs> what do you do for like physical exercise and getting rid of that kind of hangry exertion? Uh, see, before lockdown, I, I was massively into my running. And I'm not sure about like, everyone else, but I just lost motivation. Um, so I just, I've been doing like home workouts and doing stuff like that just to keep myself moving. Do you, have you... Have you done them um, Carrie Underwood's Fit 52? No, see, I, I keep hearing about it. I should do that. I don't know why I haven't done it yet. You see, I keep seeing it. I keep looking at it and I really want to try it. I just, yeah. Is it all like no equipment at home kind of thing? I think so. I think it's just one of those just copy me kind of videos, you know, copy what I do and you do it 52 times in a year, you know, 52 days a year. Well, if we meant like repeat it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 52 sets. Be fine. <laughs> that's why Carrie's just so physically fit yeah she's got the best legs isn't she I think that's what she's known for now talking about big artists like Carrie is there any big artist that you'd like to do a duet with or go on tour with um God, I think like for me I've always like since her first music and all that stuff Kelsey Ballerini has just been my favourite country artist yeah it's just it's because it's definitely like down my street like country and pop it's just me <laughs> you see listen listening to halfway you could definitely hear you singing in homecoming queen yeah oh thank you that's the best see that's what we need to do now we need to do an instagram live and we need to obviously showcase you know your music but we need you to do some covers as well yes i need to do more coffee ballerini i need to what's your yeah, what's your favorite cover song to go to what were Kelsey Ballerini's? Everyone. Anyone. Oh. Um, I mean, I, my first cover, um, as a first song that I sang live uh, was Ho Hey by the Lumineers. Yeah. And that's just, I still sing that to this day. Like, I did a live stream yesterday and I sang that. It's just, like, my go-to song. I mean, before, I didn't realise how country-sounding it actually is till I heard, um, what's the name from Nashville? Len, uh, Len and Maisie, I think. Yeah. yeah. They, when they <laughs> sung it. They turned it into full-blown country when I heard them sing it. It was brilliant. I mean, you just look at someone and you go, yeah, singing country there. Enjoy it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Do you have any friends that like listen to your music but don't understand the whole country scene? Yeah, a few of my close friends are like, it's good music. But they listen to pop, so they're like, yeah, it's good. I think that's all they can say. See, normally my response to that is, so I take it they listen to Justin Bieber then. But Justin, oh, yeah. Justin Bieber's released a country song with 10,000 Hours with Dan and Shay. It's like, I can't even say that anymore. Yeah, I think more pop artists are, are coming across the country. I think, I think so. Well, Charlie Poof's done Gabby Barrett's I Hope. Uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's... You see, people can... I see these pictures on, like, Facebook, these memes saying, you know, if you could get rid of one genre of music and 
why is it country or something like that. Ex- explain why it's country. Whenever I see people post stuff like that, I just don't understand why they want to slag it off. Yeah, and I guarantee they've just listened to a country film and they haven't realised. That's the good thing about country. There's so many subgenres to country that people don't realise they're listening to it. Yeah. And they're like, I like country. But I'm like, you're listening to it right now. <laughs> Biggest one I find is Lady A. Yeah. They, they, you can't really tell their country until you properly like listen to it and you're like, oh, there we go. There's a couple of people at work that like to listen to, is it Smooth and... They play just like all classic songs from um, 60s, 70s, 80s. And they play some newer stuff. And they always play Lady A about 10, half 10-ish in the morning. And I always turn it up and I was saying, you just listen to country. <laughs> Proud, you should do that, yes. <laughs> What's the most daring thing you've ever done, whether in public or in private? Something that's made your heart just go tent at dozen. Yeah, um, I've been skiing for years. Um, literally, like, what first skiing holiday was like when I was four. And every time I go skiing, I go. I got two older brothers, so every time we go skiing, we go on like the hardest runs, and we just constantly push ourselves to where we shouldn't push ourselves, kind of thing. So anything to do with skiing, I've probably done something stupidly dangerous, um, but survived. <laughs> yeah. Some run that I've done, and it's just been like, why did I do that? But I, I got out all right. Now, is it is it the black runs that are the really steep and dangerous ones that you should only do if you're experienced? Yes, but where you get black runs, and then you get black diamonds, and you get so on. And I think I did a black diamond once, and it was like, whoa. <laughs> God. Yeah, I've... Um, <laughs> the extent of my skiing is going to Xscape in Castleford, where it's a, one of those natural... Inside slopes. Yeah, yeah. I think my brother's been to that. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah, it's indoors. Yeah, that's the um, that's the most skiing I've done. I mean, I've always wanted to go skiing. You know, where, where's like your favorite destination to go skiing? Well, we tend to just stick to France, really. Anywhere in France we go. But um, we have been to uh, like Whistler in Canada, places like that. But France, it's just because we live in the UK, so it's the quickest. You don't want to waste like a whole day getting to another country when you could just do an hour's trip to france yeah have you ever been on a holiday and sat there with your appraiski and your jägermeister or whatever you drink um and think okay this is great inspiration this is this could be a song in the future yeah well i don't actually you say that i've always and i'm trying to write a skiing song but i find it really hard I feel like because you have so much to say, it's hard to put it down. Um, but I definitely want to write a skiing song. See, what is the chance of me asking that question? Exactly that, yeah. You see, well, to me, that's fate. You need to sit down for the next week. Obviously, yeah. let Rachel get on with the PR for half <laughs> halfway. <laughs> and then when you release halfway, you can then say, all right, then, we've now got our skiing song. We can go to the ski resort and film it. Yeah. <laughs> you see, you could make it country themed, and you can make it American themed by going. Say you go to Colorado because they've got some great skiing resorts. I'm all down on paper right now. This is happening. See that? See, all you have to do now is take this podcast, download it, and say, "All right, then here's one idea. Here's one idea. Here's one idea." Exactly. <laughs> all right. So let's let's plug the music again because that is the main reason why we're here. So at the moment out, you've got Not In Love and you've got Neon Light. And you've now got about, well, I keep I keep forgetting that it's it's tomorrow, but it's today, but it's tomorrow. So yeah, today, yeah. I'm going to say it as if it's tomorrow. So today you've now released your information on Halfway. Yes. So it's 25th of September, if I get it right, I think so. Yes, um, that will be released. <laughs> I really hope I got that right. Um, but yeah, it will be released to Friday, so so excited. Yes, so you can pre-order on the iTunes store. You can pre-save on Spotify from Friday, the 4th of September, and it will be available on the Friday, the 25th of September. 
I got it right. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> you see, that's it. You know, you're already halfway to being able to mark it. Just knowing the information. <laughs> Just knowing the date. <laughs> Have you ever been on like an interview and you've completely forgotten anything? Uh, I think there's been some times when you get asked on interviews some like like it describes something that's happened and you you start talking about it and you're like this didn't happen this didn't happen <laughs> talking absolute lies. There's been a few interviews you're like that didn't happen. You see that that's the great thing with this is I don't lie. Oh, see it was it wasn't on purpose. If that makes it. <laughs> what what kind of questions was that then? You know what kind of response did you give or afterwards? It's it's normally the questions that like tell us about like an incident that happened and and you start talking about it and then you tr- like either dramatize it and stuff you talk about didn't actually happen you're like what am i talking about you just end up running off the tracks and start talking about stuff you like <laughs> shall, shall we shall we give that a go now then a bit of ad lib <laughs> so laura can you tell me more about what happened when you fell over outside your house yesterday morning so everybody was outside everyone took photos it was publicity everywhere <laughs> yes i'm sure i saw something on facebook or instagram you know you seem really devastated oh, so bad it was tragic <laughs> so was it something like that yeah something like that something devastating happened <laughs> oh you see i enjoy good ad lib i enjoy good um so what kind have you ever done like any form of acting or yeah, so um, a bit bit of background. I used to I trained in musical theatre. Um, I did a two year course in musical theatre for uh, last two years ago now, I think. Um, and then I went to drama, like did drama school auditions, and I went through that whole process of full on rigorous auditions, which were hideous. Um, and then I just kind of got put off from it all, and I was like, you know what? I just want to go into music because the people in music are so vastly different. In comparison to stepping into like a drama audition, really? Oh god, it's it's like you step into a drama like for me anyway. When you step into an audition, it's like strangle you if you take my position. <laughs> it's like if you get my part, I'm I'm gonna kill you. Cutthroat. Everyone's like accepting, and they want everyone to help everyone. It's just such a nicer environment, I think. Yeah, I mean that's that's I always find that crazy. I mean. We're all humans and we're all, I know, it's like going for a job interview. You know, you want that job, so you're going to try and sell yourself and try and berate the competition. But that's, like, extreme. I just, I'm, I'm, and that's kind of why I didn't fit into the acting thing. I wasn't that that aggressive. As in, in, <laughs> I was like, you know what, I'm just going to take a step back. And <laughs> you couldn't be like that in acting. That there isn't a bad quality, though. You're too nice. Uh, not when it comes to drama. <laughs> Actually, acting then, what kind of scenes did you used to enjoy? You know, is there anything in particular that you used to love about acting? Um, I, I was a sucker for monologues. I loved doing monologues and just not having to depend on anyone else. Like in when you do drama and you have like a scene with like say a group of people, you're constantly worrying that someone else is going to miss a cue or just... I don't know, jump in too early, something. But if it's just yourself, then you've got no one to depend on. Uh, have you ever done that where someone's either jumped in too early or was late with the lines and then you've like almost flipped at them? Yeah, like I've had before. I, I think it was when I was actually doing like drama, um, like an exam kind of thing. And uh, it was a group of us and they jumped in too early and we just carried on because we knew where that line was. And I was like, this does not make any sense. <laughs> We've just missed out like a whole chunk. <laughs> See, it's pretty much like watching Titanic, but then completely missing the iceberg hitting the ship. Exactly that, yeah. Just missed out the whole, the main part. <laughs> oh, that must be so frustrating. I mean, what, what do you, do you, do you have like words with them afterwards and like have a go at them? I think they know. Like, I've never, I've, I, the only thing I've ever done is miss a line. And um, because someone jumped in, but they didn't miss anything. Like they just jumped in too fast, and um, it, it was alright. But 
when people miss a line or jump in too early, they kind of know and they're like, oh, I'm really sorry. <laughs> a bit like cutting somebody up in traffic. Like they're like, I'm just not going to look at you. You kind of like shy away. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, they kind of know. What Do you have like your own evil scowl then? Yeah, in acting, you're gonna, you have to. <laughs> in acting, you're like fierce and resting bitch face kind of thing. Yeah, go on. You got to, you got to give me a uh, example yeah, of it. A bad um, resting bitch face, but I think I don't. <laughs> I don't think I do. I see. I smile too much. <laughs> you see, another not that's not bad. It's not bad to smile too much. It's always great. You know, you've got to smile. You've got to laugh. <laughs> I mean, especially with the issues that I was having at the start, I've 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 just got to smile. I've just got to smile through it. Yeah, I guess so. That's we we can do. So, you've mentioned before growing up with music. Mm. Piano. Yep, guitar. Well, only recently self taught. Is there any other instruments? Um, I tried to learn to play the violin um, when I was in secondary school, but that didn't last. It's, you have to have a lot of patience with violin. Really? I mean, it's a beautiful instrument, and if you do get the hang of it, wow. But uh, the beginning phase was just too frustrating. Yeah. I was like, can't. Yeah, I mean, I violin is such a... It is a lovely instrument, and I used to play it in primary school i think like year four yeah that's impressive but yeah when I, when I say play i played three blind mice and then that was it they're like on a recorder <laughs> oh god yeah yeah <laughs> what what do you prefer playing do you prefer playing the piano or do you prefer playing the guitar um i think when i play the piano i tend to play more sad songs so i, I lean towards the guitar a bit more especially for gigs as you don't really want too many sad songs at a gig because everyone's like depressed. When you're actually sorting a gig list out, you know your set list. Do you kind of like check out the area first, or do you see what people like, or just go with the flow in the night? I think I have like a go-to list of songs that are good for gigs, and just pick whatever I'm feeling that night, kind of thing. Do you ever take requests? Yeah, yeah, if people give it to me, but I've had some requests before, and I'm like, I'm just pretending I didn't hear that, and <laughs> it's like. A super hard song. You're like, <laughs> what? To, what to use a hard song then? Um, I mean, someone asked me to do uh, "See You Again" by Carrie Underwood. Um, I did it, but uh, I was just like, that's a that's a hard song. Yeah. When you, when you're driving, do you practice the hard songs? Yeah, that's the that's the prime time because no one's listening. <laughs> I mean, I think I think I've said this before on here, but I'm sure I can belt out "Drinking Alone" by Carrie Underwood. When I'm in my car, alone, and nobody can hear me. Exactly. That's, yeah, I'm betting you can. But when I do it in front of people, that's it. It's gone. It's out the window. I just can't get those high notes. <laughs> shy. <laughs> I almost have to change the key, like, four octaves down. Yeah. Um, I hope it's not an issue, but I've got to leave at quarter past, if that's okay. That's fine. So... Once again, we'll repeat the. We'll repeat. We'll replug up. So once again, we'll replug your new music. We'll replug your current music. So let's. Where can we find? Not in love and neon lights. Anywhere you take your pick. Spotify is probably the best place, or iTunes, or Apple. Any music, you pick. And do you want to remind us of the dates for halfway? Yes. So. Um, uh, you can. The release date is on the twenty fifth, and you're gonna have to remind me when you can pre-save because I know you know the the fourth. Yes. <laughs> so everything will be refreshed in my brain um, on a daily basis. But yeah, so the twenty fifth will be released. So yeah, everybody pre-order on iTunes Store and pre-save from the fourth of September, and it'll be released on the twenty fifth. Yes. You must you be so around. excited. I'm so excited. So excited. And finally, do you want to plug us your social media? So, yeah, go f- my best place to follow me is on Instagram. So, uh, it's under Laura Beckwith Music. And where can we find you on Twitter and Facebook? Uh, same, under all the same names. Facebook, it's just Laura Beckwith on there. See, that's um, that's what we need. That's 
keeping the same name throughout. It must make it so much easier. But I did make the mistake. I have a like a private Instagram, and I decided to take a whole new channel um, and for my music page. But I had like a huge following on my main private account. I lost it all because I started a new page. But um, yeah, lesson to be learned: don't start a new page if you're gonna do a music page. Why don't you just rename your personal page? Exactly. To this day, I'm so annoyed at myself. <laughs> Fair enough. Well. Thank you for coming on. It's been it's been fantastic talking to you. I know it's not been totally about country music, but that's what this podcast is about. Thank you for having me. I hope you have a lovely day. What's left of it? And everybody, check out Neon Lights and Not in Love. Thank you. Take care, everybody, and I'll see you all next time. Bye for now. That was the Country Chat Podcast. Join Dom next time for exclusive interviews, reviews and general chit-chats on all things country music.